Dear friend, thank you for joining us today. This is a new life program coming to you from Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Stay tuned in order to catch the exciting segments and items that are about to come your way. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mangi. On today's Bible slot, we'll be having Pastor Prosi Nanga to talk about hope. The health segment will be brought to us by Msavi Mteshian today. She'll talk about sprained ankle. As usual, you have marvelous strength to spiritually lift you up. Let us listen to a song by Joyful Singers. that you have liked that song by Joyful Singers. Let us now give room to Msavim Teshi with the health segment. Stay tuned. Hello, listener. Welcome to our program, Health Nuggets. I am your presenter, Musavi Muteshi. 
In each of our health talks, I try to bring to you our listener important information concerning a medical condition that you may encounter and one that is important to your long-term health. Many of the talks relate to medical conditions that are dangerous enough that they could shorten your life if not treated properly. Today, I want to go in a different direction, not talking about a condition that will shorten your life, but one that can make your life miserable. I want to talk about sprained ankles, the most common injury caused by physical activities such as running or participating in sports. Tough bands of tissue called ligaments hold the joints in our bodies together, keeping them in proper position. And in the ankle, a sprain occurs when the ankle is forced to move out of its normal position to such an extent that these ligaments stretch or tear. Most sprained ankles involve injuries to the ligaments on the outer side of the ankle, and some people can actually hear or feel a pop at the time of injury. Common situations that cause ankle sprains include falls in which your ankle twists or landing awkwardly on your foot after walking or jumping on an uneven surface. The activities that pose the greatest risk, however, involve playing sports because you must roll or twist your foot while playing sports such as basketball, tennis and soccer. That can sprain your ankle, especially if you're overweight. Playing sports on an uneven surface increases your risk even more. Also, a prior ankle sprain increases your risk. It doubles your risk of re-injury for at least one year. Symptoms of a sprained ankle include pain, especially when you step on the injured foot, swelling, and sometimes bruising and an inability to move the ankle joint normally. What is important for you to understand is that without proper treatment, ankle sprains can develop complications that can cause you long-term physical disability. Your ankle joints can become unstable, it can develop arthritis that causes you to have chronic pain, and it can create the high likelihood that you will re-injure your ankle. Disability from up to 50% of these repeat injuries will require prolonged medical care. Proper treatment of a sprained ankle depends on the severity of the injury. If the pain and swelling are only mild, the risk of developing complications is low and Many people simply choose to treat their injury at home. In most cases, pain-relieving medicines that you can buy without a doctor's prescription are enough to manage the pain. The actual treatment of the sprain should involve rest, ice, compression and elevation. By rest, I mean that you avoid all activities that cause your injured ankle pain, swelling or discomfort. You can still exercise other muscles to keep them healthy. For example, you can use an exercise bicycle, working both of your arm and the uninjured leg while resting the injured ankle. What about ice? Ice the injury immediately. Place an ice pack on your ankle for 15 to 20 minutes and repeat it every two to three hours while you're awake for the first two to three days. Cold reduces the pain, swelling and inflammation. It can also slow bleeding if a tear has occurred. Also, to help reduce the swelling, compress your ankle with an elastic bandage. Begin wrapping at the end furthest from your heart and don't wrap it too tightly or you may slow blood from flowing to your foot. Loosen the wrap if the wrapping causes you pain to increase or your foot to swell more or become numb. You can further reduce the swelling by elevating your ankle above the level of your heart, especially at night. Gravity helps reduce the swelling by draining excess fluid. 
A few days after your injury, when the swelling has eased, a doctor or a physical therapist can instruct you in exercise that you can do to restore your ankle's range of motion, strength and flexibility. Balance training is especially important as it helps to equalize muscle movements around the injured ankle, keeping it in proper position. Balance training involves exercises such as balancing while standing on one leg. Now comes the important information for you to know. If your symptoms are severe or if your ankle joint is unstable, you need to seek medical attention. Your doctor will check for the specific points of tenderness and will identify limitations of your ankle's range of motion. X-rays or a bone scan may be required to rule out a broken bone or to more precisely identify the extent of the soft tissue damage. Your doctor will be able to direct the correct treatment for your specific injury to allow it to heal properly. You may need to be fitted with a cast or walking boots to prevent your ankle from moving out of proper position. In rare cases of severe ligament tears, you may even need surgery to repair the damage. Your doctor will also be able to advise you just when it is safe for you to return to strenuous physical activities. You may be wondering how you can lower your risk of suffering an ankle sprain in the first place. Stretch your muscles gradually before you exercise or play sports. Be careful when you work, walk or run on an uneven surface. Wear shoes that fit you well and that are made for the type of activity you will be doing. If you're a woman, don't wear high-heeled shoes. Don't play sports or participate in activities for which you have not trained. Finally, maintain good muscle strength and flexibility and practice stability training that includes balance training. Health Nuggets is written by Dr. Richard Uckel, a medical doctor working in the United States. The medical views expressed in this program are his and may differ for your particular health needs. If you need medical advice, please consult a medical professional in your area. Thank you once again for listening. Thank you so much for being with us. Remember to send us your views, comments, or questions about the program by writing to the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 422-764-00100, Nairobi, Kenya, or email us through awrnairobi at ek.adventist.org. I'll be back after this track by Joyful Singers.
I'll now quench our spiritual thirst. Please stay tuned until the end. Be blessed. In our previous series, we learned about the greatest cardinal virtue, and that was love. We saw that love is actuated by the principle of love to God and for all the brethren or Christians, and this one will blend all Christians together. Luther called it the shortest and longest divinity. Love will not only wish, but it is active, and it is the divine fertility that everywhere produces and restores life. To each and every one of us, it gives the power of working a miracle. And therefore, if you have never performed a miracle in your life, try love. Today, we are going to talk about hope. Hope as the third triad of Christian virtue, and it is the most elusive of the cardinal virtues, that is faith, hope, and love. Hope is the most elusive of the three cardinal virtues. We hear a great deal about faith and love, but we find less or no comparable concern for hope. Hope, though it is just a basic to the structure of our Christian life. 
faith and love not only have their impelling power in hope, but this hope is their goal. When the redemption story is well understood, when we hear the gospel that Jesus will save us from this sinful world and he will give us the power to overcome sin, he will give us the power because we are helpless and we are powerless, then hope is born into our hearts. All believers will bear hope as a result of hearing the gospel story. This hope becomes a driving force to a Christian. It becomes a driving force in all our experiences and philosophies of life and thus Hope precedes faith. The plan of salvation made hope possible for the fallen man. Faith and love sprang for the fruitful soil of hope. In the ultimate realization of God's purpose for a sinless, harmonious universe. This kind of hope will enable a Christian to look beyond the darkness and troubles of the present moments to the things that are unseen and are eternal. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 17 up to 18, it shows that all the things that we have never imagined, the things that we have never hoped for, the things that we have never had, that we have never seen, are those that he has prepared for the saints. This calls for hope beyond Calvary tears, to hope in the coming of God. Only when will we enjoy life at its very fullest? The Bible tells me that the joys of eternity lies beyond our powers of imaginations. No eye has seen, no ears have heard, no mind has conceived that God has prepared for those who love him. Hope is a great force that continually beckons the believer forward in conquering life problems. Without Christ, there is no hope. With him, hope is a living and dynamic force in our lives. When we believe in Jesus Christ, then our hope is revived. When a believer acts with hope, God will react by affirming that hope with reality. This link with God, created by hope, produces love and faith. Thus, hope in experiencing is a quality of experience which includes two essential elements. And this is the concept of the future and the specific attitude toward the future. When we have hope, then our love and faith will be revived. And in this, the way we conceive future will be different from the way we have been conceiving it. Remember, many people have been conceiving future as a place where they will lay down their burdens. They perceive future as a place where they will have uh, eternal happiness. And what is your concept about future? What is your specific attitude about future? Do you hope that when you reach heaven, it is a place where you will be served and you have that kind of self-gratification? I want to remind you, brothers and sisters, that when we reach there, we will have the opportunity to serve. And when we have the attitude of the future as service, then we will have the true perspective of the future. May God help us as we have the hope of having eternal life, that we may have the true concept of the future and a true attitude about the future in the way we behave and in the way we talk and dress. May God help us as we are hoping to meet him in the clouds when he comes back.
Thank you for making Adventist World Radio your favorite station. It has been great and I hope through the mercies of God you'll join me next time. Don't forget to give us your thoughts concerning this program. Send them to the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 4276-00-100, Nairobi, Kenya. Our email address is awrnairobi at ek.adventist.org. I've been your host, friend and presenter, Samuel Mag. Until then, stay safe, stay blessed. <music>